Okay, hi guys, welcome to the Living Levita pod. Oh god, it's gone wrong already. Right, okay, that's good. No stop. Living Levita Loca podcast, or should we say, live in Levita local podcast live in the, the local live in the Vita local in the local yeah but I thought but it's Fiona like, but came it's up with a really good name for uh, it yeah and, like, and I'm not, really it's not screwing this up it's not been butchered by me at all yeah no, it's fine. live in the Vita in the local podcast right okay that took 30 seconds to get there so hi uh, yeah I'm Faz and this is oh I'm rich yep. <laughs> every time every time I'm trying to throw it oh, to I'm you I'm staring at my coffee it's like you're in denial but <laughs> like, you don't want One to be one day I'm going to get this wrong and I'm going to say I'm Faz <laughs> Wrong. That would be wrong for you. <laughs> um, and we have a guest here with us, uh, and I'm going to let him introduce my, himself, myself, himself. Uh, so please introduce yourself, guest. Guest, uh, I am the other Chris today, um, also known as Birdie from the age of four, um, just so I don't get confused with the first Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had our nicknames for a long time. A long we? time. Yeah, and 30 years now. We are reluctant to give them up yeah. at <laughs> an adult age, which is sad and pathetic probably well it feels like that for me I don't know about you <laughs> do you get cold beardy down in London occasionally okay yeah right. not not nowhere near as much as soon as I get like past Birmingham <laughs> everyone just calls me up here um, <laughs> everyone everyone yeah I get Christoph more down south oh really oh, quite, I'm, I'm happy enough with it but I, w- I don't want to live with it forever yeah. <laughs> don't, don't get it on your grave <laughs> yeah Alright, that's fair enough. I mean, did you try and sow the seed of Birdie down south, or did you just let... It, it just came natural to some right, people, okay. yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Cool. Uh, th- like, podcasting comes naturally to us as well. Does so. it? Yeah, absolutely. Just keep believing that. Um, so, why are we live? What are we doing this week? Like, what what are we doing in life in general? <laughs> so, we are out. We're outside in the sunshine now. It's a little bit cloudy a minute ago, but we're out in the sunshine outside Weatherspoons. You know, why not? It's probably the only place that will be open at 10 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That we can consume alcohol, even though we've only got Red Bull and coffee at the moment. Uh, and we are going to be going to Slam Dunk Festival today. Yeah. Assuming everything goes right. So, uh, Slam Dunk, anyone want to kind of describe what kind of festival it is? So I can just, you know... It's in a new phase, the slam, this Slam Dunk. It's yeah, that's true. Originally being the inner city, crowded around the streets of Leeds, yeah. in where we are now, Millennium Square. I know, Square. yeah, exactly where we are. Almost the spiritual home, that's why we yeah. came here. Um, uh, and now it's in a field, more like a traditional, traditional festival. Traditional festival. Yeah. But it's not really a traditional festival particularly, is it? So it's a alternative, pop, emo, rock... Punk. Premier one in the UK, according to Wikipedia. Oh, right, okay, fair yeah. enough. And we always believe Wikipedia, so that's fine by us. Um, so, yeah, we're going there today, and we all share an affinity for that kind of music uh, and video gaming as well. So, we've sp- spoken previously to your brother on the podcast, and yeah. uh, at that point, we spoke about yourself, and you've been mentioned a few times on the podcast. So, a video game, I would say, expert. In, in so much I'm a strong casual you have, you have, no that you still have, counts out of everybody I know and know probably you know via conversations with other people you've played the most games ever. probably yeah <laughs> not not ever got a extensive list of I did check the Xbox the other day probably about 400-ish that I can download on the Xbox that's across wild purchased and and that'll Xbox probably be for Game Pass probably as well I'd say yeah, I've got like 
probably two, three hundred outside of the subscription services. Yeah, that's that's insane, really. Yeah. That's I mean, it's brilliant. You know, it's awesome. So, and like we were, set, I can't remember how much it was. A hundred thousand gamer points that you had Something on like Xbox. It was, it was a big. I it think it was like one seven, one hundred seventy thousand. Oh right, okay, yeah. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, sorry, it was. Yeah, I remember this now because I was on ten thousand ish or something like that, and you're on one hundred seventy thousand. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. That. Like. I don't understand how you can clock up so many gaming points. That is in that is in that is just an impressive feat, uh, and I'm jealous. And especially since I haven't really maxed any games out, like a would be a thousand gamer points on them. Because mm-hmm. I usually get to the point where I'm in a very collectible mood, so I'm gonna yeah. go around get everything, like the Batman games, for example, and then I get to about. 95% and I just really can't be bothered to do that last 5% yeah that is, <laughs> so I could probably bump it up a little bit um, if I put a little bit more effort in that last 5% but I'm happy enough with 170 odd thousand yeah I mean as well you should be I mean I wonder, how, wonder what percentage of the population you're in the Xbox population like in terms of how many or like yeah that's because, a point. because there can't be that because you've had, you've had an Xbox since Xbox existed. I remember yeah, you yeah, being very dot, excited yeah. about it, yeah. So it's like you've you've had every Xbox going. So therefore, there won't be that many more people in the world, I would say, that have got, like, you know, have been on it. And then you kind of think, like you said, like a casual gamer, a lot of people, would you gain that many gaming Xbox points from if you were a hardcore gamer of one or two games and, like, you were a streamer or whatever? Like, you probably wouldn't get that. Whereas, like, if you get around games like you do, like, you play a lot of games, yeah, then that's how you get your gaming points. So I wonder, wonder where you would rank in the world. I'm not sure. I think those last... The, I think the hardcore gamers, you get the most gamer score for those last few achievements. Right, mm. oh, yeah, so sorry, yeah, I guess it's so. It's always, like, 100 points for, like, completing 100% of everything. So mm. I think that's where I would come slightly lower with my last 5% of... Non action. <coughs> what um, you're telling us is you're a fucking slacker. Basically. I am a slacker, yeah. <laughs> Finger out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see your mum saying that right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Finish that game. <laughs> uh, so, this podcast obviously is going to be a little bit weird. We're just going to kind of go with the flow and what we feel uh, about what we want to talk about video gaming, music. We alluded to the fact that we kind of want to talk a bit about some of our personal favourite things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to speak to a few people uh, over the course of the day, hopefully, and hopefully that'll go well. Um, but I guess we'll just see how it goes. Really. Yeah. So, yeah, Rich. Yo. Do you want to input at this point? <laughs> I've yeah, just been talking I'll, a lot. I feel bad. <laughs> all right. So a couple of things. First of all, if you can hear a weird buzzing noise in the background, for once it's not my laptop. It's <laughs> someone's cleaning Millennium Square. <laughs> so uh, that's a thing. Um, so yeah, like I know last time we talked about like critical acclaim and things like that. So I kind of want to touch on like something that is near and dear to my heart. I want to talk about Dragon's Crown um, for the Vita. And like I was picking it up this week thinking like okay cool basically a side scrolling beat em up kind of like the old golden axe games or like the um the D ones like mm. the chronicles of mistra or whatever they were called um, yeah. where you've got those kind of light rpg elements in yeah like stunning artwork and then a couple of hours in i was like this is actually really fucking repetitive <laughs> <laughs> but yet i still love it like yeah. it's got some interesting set pieces and it controls nicely and i mean it chugs a bit on vita but you can pick it up on other things i was like yeah like i went in thinking this is my favourite game on Vita and the more I played it I was like just quietly ticking it down the, the <laughs> arbitrary scale that we've got when did, um, when did it 
come out? Oh, good question. I want to say about 2012, but that's totally off the top of my head. That could be wrong. Did you pick um, it up straight away? Um, I've had it a long, long time. Um, I don't know if I picked it up straight away, um, but again, kind of like I was saying about Persona um, 4, it, it was another one that I always associate with going to visit my uh, my wife back in the day um, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I clocked up time on it. And mm. in fact, picking it up this week um, to play it again, I had to restart my save. And normally that would be like, oh, for fuck. Yeah. But, but with this, I was like, "Oh, cool! Like, yeah. Sweet, I get to you know start again." Um, so I think that that says a lot. But it's like a solid sort of seven out of ten. Like it's it, it's not as like technically great as I remember, but I do have a soft spot for it. And that kind of got me thinking about like, well, the fuck is my favorite game ever? Or like, what what would I give like ten out of ten to? And I realized they were actually two very different things. Okay. Um, so I was, uh, you know, there were quite a few things that would pop up quite high on the, the list. You know, there'd, there'd be like your, your Sega rallies or um, they, um, oh, flip, I had a list on my phone and I put my phone away and I can't remember half of the list. Save that battery for later. Cap- Capcom versus <laughs> SNK2. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Like, um, but the... Um, I basically narrowed it down and I thought okay well if I'm going to give a game 10 out of 10 like what what would that be and it was a it was a very small list and this game all, I almost cited this as my favourite game of all time and then the more I thought about it the more I was like nah there's, there's one that I kind of live and breathe a bit more that I think for me personally tips it uh, pips it rather um, so I would give 10 out of 10 to Gunstar Heroes on the Mega Drive okay. right um, which I've never played that game exactly, and you absolutely fucking should. So it's by Treasure, one of my favourite developers. Mm. Again, like they, they when I was thinking about all this, like they, a lot of their games were kind of creeping up that list, along with like Cave and, and people like that. Um, Gunstar Heroes is like this kind of side-scrolling run-and-gun, just insanity, right? It is a balmy game, but for a Mega Drive game, it's bright and colourful, which is kind of unusual. It plays quick. It's just fun. It's a yeah. fun game. Shit explodes everywhere. Like there's fun noises. There's cute animations, and I could just fire that up and be happy. You know, I will be happy with my decision. That that sounds like the perfect scenario of a ten out of ten game. Is that I am I am so happy right now. Like isn't that yeah. happiness that you probably yeah, feel inside? I guess. Like. Absolutely. And like, and then I thought, well, okay, if that's not my favourite game ever, then the fuck is? Because yeah. <laughs> like, there, there's something I'm missing here. Um, and then I realised it was Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. <laughs> I was like, and I, so why, why was that then? And I was like, well, I've I've got so many different versions of Street Fighter and Street Fighter 2 specifically, mm. and it's the sort of thing that um, you know, Fiona, my wife, is like, well, aren't they all the same? And I'm like, no, <laughs> this one's Turbo. No, they're all different. <laughs> um, and you know, so you've obviously got Street Fighter 2 is is well known for having different iterations in the arcade anyway, even on home consoles. They the various versions of various Street Fighter games all play slightly different and mm. will give you different modes, different things, you get different things out of it. So like Alpha 2, or Zero 2, um, if you're in Japan, like, is another one that is a personal favourite of mine. And it's just like, the whole Street Fighter thing, it, it just permeates my collection. Like, I've got more Street Fighter stuff, I think, yeah. than, than like anything else. Um, so yeah, like ultimately, my favourite game um, would, would be Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Um, I feel just, like it's a really good shout though. Like, as in, like, there's a certain vibe or feel to loving a Street Fighter. Like, as in, like, you, you yeah. just, you know, you, I, I feel like, I don't know what I'm trying to get out of here. Like, it's almost like you can declare that and say, and nobody's going to go, oh, that's, you know, like, as in, I don't think anyone can kind of question you about that and sort of say, oh, well, actually, there's this or this and stuff. Like, if you fucking love a Street Fighter and you love it so, like you do and you've had so many versions of it and stuff and you're a, a student of the game, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Like, as in, like, 
you know, that is getting louder it in the background. It's getting nearer. Stop clearing. <laughs> Stop clearing, please. We're trying to podcast, you bastard. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone can question that, really. I think the only thing that would come back would be like, well, I prefer this slightly different version of Street Fighter. Uh, yeah, fair and, enough. And there, therein lies the, the genius of the series, because they all feel a bit different. They've got their own flavour. Um, and I know we were toying with talking about peripherals and stuff like that. My favourite peripheral would be an arcade stick for exactly yeah. this reason. You know? yeah. Like you say, being a student of the game, Street Fighter uh, is probably one of, if not the only one that I've, I've deliberately sunk time into learning. And I mean learning, like reading stuff outside of playing it, trying to work out frame data, you know, looking wow. at you know, all that kind of stuff, like putting in time to fucking study it. Mm. I'm shit at it. Oh, <laughs> that's disappointing. I was so about that, to ask if you could speed run it, maybe. <laughs> uh, no, I, I am legitimately terrible, but I am better than, than I ever used to be and, yeah. and aim to keep getting better. And yeah. that is why it's my favourite. You know, like I, I feel like there is a, a skill ceiling to it that I'm nowhere near. Yeah. And that to me, like, is a is like a moth to a light bulb, you know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's me. Wow. Right. Okay. Cool. So I guess on that vibe, then, Birdy, let's have a little think. So I'm gonna kind of put a couple of questions to you. That isn't you can have a think about all of them. So possibly favorite game ever. Yeah. Maybe favorite handheld game if that isn't. Maybe you can have an opinion on yeah. that. Favorite peripheral or add-on to a game console. Uh, anything along those lines favourite consoles that is in like say you are steeped in video game lore uh, and I want to know and I, pro- I don't think I've ever asked you this question really I want to know what your favourite games are I, I have thought about this recently um, re-downloading games on Xbox trying to fill some time off I've had some time off work recently which is a rarity for me um, so what did I want to fill my days off with something I enjoyed something too new um, and I'm not 100% sure mm. As you, as you mentioned question. about the, the critical acclaim element of it, I'm, I've played games which are the classic 10 out of 10s, the Uncharted, The Last of Us, yeah. and I don't get as much out of those games as the critical acclaim would say. Mm. Um, I do enjoy the 7, 8 out of 10s, which are a little bit janky, a little bit some negative. It's got, it's got some a bit of things. character to it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I enjoy playing and go back to one of the ones I've. Uh, can't go back to it at the moment because it's not on Xbox. It's a game called Alpha Protocol, <laughs> which was um, Obsidian Entertainment 2010. I want to say um, it's janky. It's it's does it doesn't run well when it came out. It still doesn't run well too now. Um, but it's like a third-person stealth shooter. It's like got like six or seven levels. It's got like a base hub, and I've probably bought it on disc. 12 times <laughs> like not even like I bought it I traded the disc man traded it back <laughs> in is that the one with the box that was like a white box with like blue yeah the blue guy on? yeah I remember seeing it in like bargain bins and stuff yeah like that. I, I, I heard his version yeah, yeah. Yeah. in and out like. I think I don't think I bought it when it came out I think I did find it on like yeah. a bargain bin and thought oh obsidian it must be a good take a good game and, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's it's something that's probably probably a 6 or 7 out of 10 but I will always go back and I will always enjoy playthroughs on that. Yeah. Similar to um, one played again recently, like Dragon Age Origins. Oh, nice. That is janky as hell <laughs> these days. Um, but um, again, I can go back to that every single time and play it again. Um, but then the, the other thought I had was how much, because I've put a lot of time into games over the years. That how, street sweeper is trying, yeah, to, trying to get us. Just doesn't want to hear my to get up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, who, who is this driving this street sweeper and why are they trying to infiltrate the podcast? That's what I want to find out that soon. Find that favourite game. Um, <laughs> That'd be great, actually. Good idea. We're going down there. Auto run. Yeah. 
sorry, carry on. Yeah, it's how, how many, which games I've put the most time into. So yeah. um, Fallout 4, I've put maybe 160 hours into. Wow. Um, Dragon Age Inquisition, I've probably put 170. Um, and I think those are like those bigger RPGs. I talk about in my work life, I'm there's like the, the added value. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I will happily pay 70, 80 pounds for a game if I know I'm going to get. 70, 80 hours out of the game. Yeah, something fair. to sink your teeth into. Yeah, yeah and yeah. that I can go back to, and that when you go back to play again, um, after you've put your 100 odd hours into, you've got a good chunk of time ahead of you with it. It's a little bit harder now with work life and other life mm. to find those hundreds of hours here and there. Um, but I think Alpha Protocol is probably top three. Okay. Um, I would say Pokemon Gold. Strong show. That I, I'm not surprised about that. You would. Uh, an advocate of the second generation of Pokemon by yes. the time I remember you just constantly playing I've the still Game got, Boy I've still got the cartridge to go at home nice. yeah. I currently don't have a Game Boy to play on but I, I will always have that um, um, because yeah it was I was thinking that was like my I don't know what year it came out but I just remember so vividly I can see in my head now the route to go through the the watering can because you've got Sudo Wudo is blocking yeah, the route yeah Sudo Wudo is it Sudo Wudo that's the one um, and then the, it was the first time as, around those type of games where once you completed that that area mm. you got on the train and went back to the original Pokemon game yeah. and it was yeah. all there for you and that sort of change within that and again I'll probably put a couple of hundred hours into that game over the years um, I might still have to save on there somewhere <laughs> um, but again it's that value it's that like almost not DLC, but that extra edition which you didn't expect to on those type of games. Yeah. Um, and they are my favourite games of all time, those and handheld definitely for Pokemon. I think the Pokemon's but I think it's interesting that you said that because that is regularly when I see it on polls, like that generation of Pokemon's usually the one that everyone goes, oh that's the one. And it yeah. always comes back to because you can go back to Kanto, like as in after you've done you've done it and it's like, you know, and I wonder how much that took them to think, but I, that probably cemented the Pokemon company for 25 yeah. years. Do you know what I mean? Like, as in just having that one decision where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm not, that's me making, you know, sort of making an assumption, but like, as in, as, from a gaming point of view, so many people will have enjoyed the first generation and then just love the second generation and then always go back because you're like, well, you know, that, that might happen again where, the, you know, like the, the perfect handheld yeah. game comes along from Pokemon and they've done this decision where it's like, you've given me value for money there yeah. and I will always trust you for that. And it was think, good as well because it was that, I think it's the perfect generation because you've got your, all the original Pokemon and the original yeah. area eventually and you've got your first additional 100 at there, so 250 for that game. Um, and it was before now we got quite bloated after that yeah. and you lost some Pokemon because they weren't available in those areas or in those games a little yeah. bit more than just the, the two versions of each generation um, so it's that like epitome of more different challenges more Pokemon still got the old ones there mm. and post that not the games weren't as enjoyable but you sort of lose some of that initial touch points to the first game so yeah. I think that's why it's a very key generation for me at least so okay. get all that value from it and what? Oh, sorry. No, no. I'm I was going to say. Um, I mean, 
if you've got another point to make on that, because I was going to move on to. I, I was just going to say, like, I think it's a good point about bloat and stuff like that, because like, there's there's definitely because I know Red Dead Redemption Two did the whole like opening up the original map, and that's like, yeah, and I've said before that it was too big, too, it's yeah, too much, and like Doom Eternal, like I know people love it, but for me it felt a bit cumbersome, a bit bloated compared to the fir- the, the 2016 the yeah. first one he knew. The first yeah. one. Um, when you try and get a Game Pass, I like type in Dooms like seven Dooms. Yeah. And it's like, Which Dooms the Doom? <laughs> um, but it, yeah, I think bloat is a thing, and there's definitely a sweet spot. Yeah, yeah. And okay, then peripherals or add-ons, because I would say that um, I've added quite a lot of add-ons for my. Uh, video game consoles, but I know that you have two. So, uh, what? Yeah. Have you got any? You, thought, you might not even say any of them are any good. I don't know, but you know, like, is there anything that you kind of say that was a, your favourite one, or one that you think was really worth getting, or one that was shit and it wasn't worth getting? I don't know. I think I've had every, every like mainstream peripheral you could probably get for generic. So I've never had like a. A Street Fighter stick or anything like that, but I have had all the Gadar heroes, rock bands, all those types of things. I had DJ Hero, probably yes, one of the few yeah. in the country, um, <laughs> and really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, so I've definitely had I've spent a significant amount of money on peripherals. Um, yeah, so I think my, my favourite of all time is really tough. It's one of the drum kits, it's either Rock Band or Gadar Hero, the only two. Um, the Rock Band one was better to play it had mm. the lovely four and it felt more like a drum kit but it was really flimsy and f- fell over all the time it was a guitar hero one was smaller more compact yeah but it was solid construction yeah. so when you were had a few drinks and wanted to play <laughs> some drum <laughs> matching it yeah it yeah, sort yeah. of held up a little bit more um than the rock band one um i recently went back to guitar hero live which again i don't think many people have played um and it's got the the two levels of buttons on that one, so you got the black yeah. ones at the top, and what, so it was a little bit more guitar-like. Yeah. Uh, and as I'm nowhere musically inclined in my life at all, I felt a little bit more like I could play guitar. Can't at all, but it, that that well, for always. I've seen you play uh, through the fire and the flames on Guitar Hero three many times, and I, I seen you try and do it on hard, and I think you kind of got through it. And I was like, kind of with the first three notes of that on hard, and yeah. blank, 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 fail, and it's like, all oh, right, okay, great. But I remember when you got Rock Band coming around to your house and thinking it was an absolute revelation to think it that there's like a whole band. <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. we don't have enough people. Like, yeah. We don't have enough friends for this. Like, isn't it? Like, like, ring somebody. Come on, come around. Spoke with uh, with Steve, who was at Slamdog this weekend um, last night around when he used to have house parties. Now we take the entire band kit yeah. to his house. Bloody yeah. hell, wow. Um, but because it was extremely expensive, it was about £275, I think, mm. when it came out, I would say. It's more expensive now if you were to buy it today. Yeah, um, so not many, pe- not many other people had it, mm. so no one could play the drums on it. So I'd spend three hours at a house party, sat on a drum kit <laughs> while everyone swapped around on the guitars and the singing, because yeah. no one else could do it. I, yeah, um, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it was enjoyable, really enjoyed it. Um, yes, I think... Out of the Guitar Hero and Rock Band drum sets, I'm going to put my mark on the Rock Band one. Okay. Just it was the first one, um, and and yeah, it was it did it was that re- revelation of that next level of party games, peripherals, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so that's my number one peripheral cool. of all time that okay. I've owned. Fair enough. Cool. Is it my turn? You both look at it yeah, like I think it, it is. It might be your turn. And I'm spinning here because I, I genuinely, I'm not going to be one of these guys, but like I, I can't think of what my favourite game ever is. It's like, a, isn't, it's I just a really keep on, difficult I just question. keep spinning round and going. Actually, have I ever played any games? I'm, <laughs> I'm like freaking out. Like, um, so 
let's go peripheral first because I kind of have a clarity about that, and I think it's light gun. I, I love. Oh, that's a good and, choice. And and almost the fact that you can't really use one anymore yeah. makes it almost more than worthwhile. That it's like when you had it at home and you could have it at home. It was like great um, playing Time Crisis uh, to, uh, for example, at home on a light gun. Um, there's like Resident Evil games on rails that you can play with light guns and stuff, and uh, just the sensation of being able to use the weapon that you're using in the game. Yeah. Like, it's just like rather than using your controller, the way it, that felt like the most natural progression. And I'm surprised we still don't have something now in your own home. I mean, I know you can get versions. Of the yeah, game, I think they're working on something, but the, they're really expensive. They're so expensive. Yeah. It's just like, whereas it used to be like what, 25 quid or something, probably, and it was like you know, uh, just. Yeah, incredible fun. Like, as in, don't get me wrong. I love Guitar Hero, like dance mats and stuff like that. There's so many different things. Uh, Multi taps, like they're an yeah. accessory. Like oh, yeah. chipping your PlayStation with the box at the back of the PlayStation One stuff. Like, as in your games cheats. There's so many things you steering can. Steering wheels. Yeah, steering wheels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So many things that I've had and loved. Uh, but there's just something about the the um, the simplicity of a light gun, and um, the Die Hard trilogy, Die Hard Two, like. Just, was, yeah. just incredible, <laughs> just so much fun. Like, as in, you know, and I don't think that I'll ever come back in the same fashion that it did. But you can still go places like arcade club and play yeah. on the on the actual cabinets and stuff. Like, a completely different sort of thing, but in the same. That's got to be a juxtaposition. Not a different thing, but Luigi Mansion Three in the arcade club, the sitting cabinet where you're using the suckatron thing, like is into sucking ghosts and yeah. stuff. Like. Man, that's great. That's so much fun. Like, is it, even Sally, my wife, who hates video games, was like, "Oh, that that does sound fun." And I'm like, "What you? I feel like you bastard!" Like, is it, like, that's the end. You come with me. Like, is it, like, but yeah, so that's probably my peripheral. Let's try and get on with video games. Let me talk about my favourite PSP game. Like, so I have gone back to the PSP game this week, and I was joking with Rich in the week, saying, "I don't. There's nothing. No such thing as a perfect <laughs> PSP game." But then. For me, there is, and, and 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 I just have to load the game up to know what it is, and it's Loco Roco, <laughs> and, nice. and that sounds like oh, how can that, that can't be possibly the best PSP game ever? But it's my personal favourite. I feel nothing but, like I said before, happiness and joy when I'm playing yeah. Loco Roco, having to just use the two shoulder buttons to move around the stage, basically roll left, roll right, and jump. They're they're literally the only things that you can do, and it's almost it's a bit of a weird one really because the PSP. Um, you you can't use tilt mechanics on the PSP, but no. it it becomes it a tilting <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. It's like um, so, and there's nothing better than just like being a little yellow blob and collecting more yellow blobs and them singing as a choir to cl- get lots of collectibles and it's just a very simple, beautiful, yeah. well designed game that. You can take on. We use this sort of analogy sometimes. Taking a bus with you, you know, play 15 mm. minutes. There's, there's like, I think there's like 36 levels, so there's plenty of game life in it. Um, you can go back and like, the difficulty of it is, um, if you want 100% that game, you're talking. You probably have to play each level like five or six times before you find everything yeah. to then be able to do it in that one run. Um, so there's, there's a difficulty level there if you want it to be. Um, as I've previously advertised on the pod before, that is, and I'm just a I like to finish a level and I'm done kind of situation. Like 75% is fine by me. That yeah. is, in, you know. But um, yeah, I absolutely love that game, and it's 
it was one of the, it was probably I think it was like maybe a year after the PSP came out, and I just remember playing that game over and over and over, and thinking this is the best game that I've held, held in my hands as a handheld probably ever, apart from maybe Pokemon. I was a silver guy, um, yeah. but yeah, I I just um, un, unbridled joy playing that game, mm. and then I won't. Anybody can say, oh, you know, like, oh, maybe it's got this missing, this missing. But if you look at the reviews for the game, people give it sort of an eight out of ten and stuff. But when you look at like, you know, positives and negatives and things, there's never any negatives. I'm like, no, review that higher than you did. <laughs> yeah. like, so give it, give it what it deserves. Oh well, it's not, you know, maybe it's a bit simple, maybe it's a bit of a childish game. No, it's not. There's difficulty levels to it. Like, as in, like, if you really love this game, like you, like your entire review has said that you do love this game, and there's barely anything at all that you've said that there's an issue with it. Review it higher then. Give it nine and a half or something. Like, yeah. as in, like I'm glad you've said that because I think like I was trying to explain last time like I think there's definitely a, a weird gulf between people that do let their sort of preferences and biases influence a review score and people who don't yeah. and that sounds to me like people who ultimately really enjoy the game and really love it but then are trying to review it with like a, an objective hat on yeah. Yeah. it just it sounds like the, it falls apart a little bit when you oh, start looking at it like yeah. that it's, I'm a serious professional yeah. so I can't possibly give this game 10 out of 10 well why are you glowing the entire way through this 1000 word essay about it to say uh, you know, no, nothing bad about it. I don't understand. But. Especially with Lokoroko, because it's it's all heart. You know, it's, it's, all, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. all emotion. It's got so much and gumption. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's all about just that that sort of feel good vibe. Uh, you know, unless it takes a really dark turn that I'm not aware of. <laughs> well, when, when the Moja Moja show up, that's, you know, and that, but that, that just kind of happens. Like, is in the, again, that, that make adds a little bit of an added depth to it, where like it doesn't explain that to you. And actually, the first time you lose a Roko Roko to this alien that eats them, you're like, you're like, <gasps> well, <that is> dark. <laughs> yeah, you're like, wait I a my previous statement. <laughs> you're like, one of my guys, like one of my team. I had to work hard for him. I had to bounce. <laughs> um, it's a wonderful game. So. Um, I've you know, I, that's probably one of my top three PSP games. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm I'm glad to hear that. So I mean, speaking of, so this is uh, adding to the PlayStation showcase that happened this week. Um, we to, we've spoken about the possibility of a handheld PlayStation uh, peripheral, and that's now been kind that's of announced, teased. I'm glad you used the word peripheral yeah. because it's not a standalone console. No, yeah. It's not. It's, and that's I think that's. That's very. That's, that's it's important. Be, it's very important. Yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not running the game natively on it on its own console. It is a streaming peripheral at this yeah. point. Yeah, which is great, but it's is not. It? <laughs> We're all going. I I think it's it's almost a like a response to the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Where you can sit in bed now. So if your PlayStation yeah. 5 is downstairs, you can go to your bed and continue playing your game in bed, which is what the Switch was great at doing all the How time. How good oh, does food. it look? Oh, breakfast arrived. Hi. Uh, uh, they're cool. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, cheers, guys. That's awesome. No danger. Thank you. Cheers. What a polite young man. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then, so that wasn't the main part I want to talk about. I just wanted to loop to that because we spoke about it previously and obviously we're talking about our Sony handhelds on this podcast and thanks Rich uh, and we're just sort of saying you know like is it a good idea it's gonna it's gonna have to be an absolutely powerful beast and look incredible isn't it like isn't because otherwise what's the point I feel like in a way that is in yeah. if you were truly holding a PS5 stream in your hand and it works incredibly fair enough but if it's gonna struggle at any point that, that, that those set, it's going to be pointless. They're going to lose money. But yeah, I mean, well, I, that's my, that's my thoughts. Anyway, I, 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 feel I can't like, remember who it was. It was either Polygon or Kotaku or one of those websites said something like, "Well, 
Sony have been dabbling with this since like 2006, and yeah. this whole like remote streaming thing. And I mean, certainly on on the Vita, when you're trying to stream a PS4 and stuff like that, you could be sat right on top of the fucking thing, and it's still a bit shit. Yeah. yeah. So like, the the technology is going to have to be top notch to warrant it. And at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know about you lot, but I still don't feel like there's anything on PS5 that I need to play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so no. it's like, well, if that's not there, then why bother? Yeah. You know? um, but that that's me being a cynical. What's it? Yeah. I might maybe wrong with the Vita. Did it have to? It was almost like you were linking to it via a server which wasn't in your house yeah. and that's why it was such like a, almost it was a bit round the house regardless, regardless of where you were and what you were doing yeah. you had to go somewhere to come back to you to your Vita yeah you could do it directly but even then it would not necessarily always play nicely yeah. with it. it it was still you know the, the streaming quality wasn't great but you know this is what a device that originally came out I don't know, call it 10 years ago something yeah. like that. so you'd hope <laughs> you'd hope they um, improved but, yeah but you can like stream your, your PlayStation on your phone or your laptop and all that so it's not like yeah. there's, there's a, a lack of devices that, that can't do it anyway um, so I'm, I'm struggling to see I've played Forza Horizon from Game Pass on my phone do you know what I mean like, I think yeah. it just feels like they're running a few years behind everybody like oh we're going to try and catch up but by playing sort of like process that's going to be behind everyone it like, seems like they're doing the Apple method that Apple using phones is they will come in two years later yeah. with a slightly more refined version of what was there two years ago yeah. Yeah. so Apple always gets features that Android have had for many years mm. further down line but they have a slightly higher quality and well thought out and well rounded yeah. PlayStation with this their VR was after the original VRs and a better version originally same yeah. with PSR uh, the new VR system on the PlayStation 5 mm. this is again later than yeah. switching everything else that you can do it for um, and because once you're in the PlayStation ecosystem these days you're generally stuck in that ecosystem and with it that's, and they can charge two, three hundred pounds for this because <laughs> the the customer base is already there for them similar to Apple so yeah. when they put something out and it says PlayStation 5 on they will just sell Snap it it up yeah will this be the best or worst peripheral <laughs> ever we'll find out in the future I guess but so uh, uh, quit stalling sorry um. yeah well that's not uh-huh. I wasn't stalling I was, sure? tra- I was trying to loop round to oh, the right. Playstation showcase for a specific reason and you probably know what's coming up now okay I'd say that uh, it, it probably would be slotted definitely in my top three and it's the thing that's just circling in my head and it, it might be all because I'm so basic that I'm like oh this has come out as news this week but <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 3 remake Metal Gear Solid 3 in general is probably it's in my top three games ever that's like, a strong choice uh, I am infatuated with that game the storyline the gameplay um, the feeling that you get uh, probably later on when you're in Grozny Grad and you've kind of like and you're so far deep into that story and I just don't want that game to stop I just yeah. do not want that game to stop every character is incredible um, and I know, obviously, Metal Gear Solid was, I think we've spoken previously about it being a bit of a strange one in terms of, you know, like, uh, understanding the storyline. That's probably the most basic of all the Metal Gear storylines. Uh, but even then, it has complexities of, um, you know, people changing sides during the Cold War. And it's just, it's absolutely wonderful. Like, as in, um, the, the only, like, downside I ever had with it was um, using, like, picking up fruit for rations and things or, like, killing animals and stuff where it was like... but. 
like I was like, oh well, you kind of have to. Some I think towards the end of the game where like snakes really injured, you have to you have to go and find some, yes. and yeah. you're wandering around like you've had. And at that point, you've lost an eye, you've had like a tree branch go through your stomach <laughs> and stuff, and it's like fair enough. Eat a snake, do you know what I mean? Like, like oh, eat, 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 eat a crocodile. That's going to really solve that. Like that won't like poison you. Right yeah, up. exactly. But apart from that, that game's getting on towards perfect for me. Like. Um, I, again, I've not been very sort of um, forthright in this pod. It's just it's a feeling, a vibe. Yeah, yeah. I think a, when a, it comes to favourites, it's kind of the best way of doing it. I think. Yeah. I can't sort of say, oh, it's because of the mechanics specifically or whatever, or the specifically the story. It is like there's just lots it's of parts. Your, your like connection it. with it and yeah. how much you enjoy it. I mean, there's, there's nothing. Uh, it, it's a bit of a weird feeling that I feel like I'm cheating on Solid Snake by loving Big Boss so much. <laughs> like, is it, like, you know, I'm like, but. You know, we're definitely going to do some Metal Gear Solid episodes at some point, but um, speaking on it now, uh, I think that I like Big Boss's character more than I like Solid Snake's character over 3 and 5, if you will, yeah. over you know, the other games that you play as Snake. And there is new nuances. Like, I know they're kind of like, we're a bit cheeky with it, and it's like, oh, you still play a Snake, and genetically they're exactly the same. Yeah. Stuff. But they're not, they are different people, and you can tell. Um, and after you play it for a few times, um, and young Revolver Ocelot is such a shit, and I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Like, isn't he just, you just know what, you know, he's just a wonderful villain. Brilliant. So, um, yeah, that's probably up there as my, one of my favourite games. And I'll, you know, we're going to talk to other people during the day, so other things will probably come to mind, and we'll probably yeah. just spout up shit and be like, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember this now, and this is going to go in there, but that's definitely in there, so. So, before I forget, what sort of arbitrary score out of 10 would you give Loco Roco? Because I've got to put it on the spreadsheet. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, well, what, what were you going to give? I'm going to give Dragon's Crown a second out of 10. Right, okay. Fair enough. Um, I mean, oh, God. Now I've been like, yeah, asked, yeah, yeah. On the yeah. spot. I'm, I'm on the spot because I just absolutely battered people for not, not reviewing that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh. We're not, we can't go to decimal places. Nope. Ah, oh, right, okay. Right, I'm, I'm going to, I want to do it. I think that game is ten out of ten. I'm gonna to have to do it, and I'm gonna to have to wheel back at this at some point, maybe. But I just, I can't, I can't pick a fault with that game. It's like perfect length, perfect. You know, I don't even have to spout it all off again. Just wonderful, just absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna go ten out of ten. I don't think that game could get any better for me personally. It is a personal favourite of mine, and. I guess I do want to go back to it as, oh, you're one of your favourite games ever because it's already in there. That is, yeah. it's in there. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's in there as a personal favourite of any game, any game console ever. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I've come up with, like, Loco Roco, Metal Gear Solid then. And, uh, yeah, do we have to go to a festival? Can I go play Loco Roco now? <laughs> I should have brought... I mean, I, I genuinely <laughs> thought about bringing my PSP, but oh, I just thought that'll, that'll get... And Can it, I, I mean, throw you a curveball question? Yeah, go. So, around review scores, and you've just given your score, mm. um, I, my personal opinion on review scores within media is there should be a unbiased technical review score okay. and also the personal reviewer's score. Oh, that's an interesting yeah. Because I think if you're giving a game an 8 out of 10 but you've really enjoyed playing it, mm. your personal score probably will be a 9 or 10 out of 10. Mm. Yeah. But if you just leave it at the 8 out of 10 article score, people assume that's a personal score as well. It's like um, a Eurovision Strictly Come Dancing yeah. judges score and a yeah, fan score. Kind of yeah. yeah. Fair enough, yeah. So with, uh, obviously 10 out of 10 for the local record would be for both of yours, but... I mean, it probably would be, yeah. It probably would be. Because I, and that's why I pushed it up to a ten. Because technically, I just don't see what's wrong with that game at all. Yeah. Like as in, so. But then you know, I, I guess that there, there have been sequels since then, and 
Loco Roco 2 felt very samey and that, maybe that's the only thing I'd say about it is that every level like, it just becomes kind of a bit samey that is in but it doesn't outlive its you know it doesn't outstay its welcome or it doesn't feel that way to me but speaking of outstaying our welcome we'll probably switch off for this part of the seg of the yeah. pod now this set thank you for telling me that's what you know yeah. Yeah, that's what we call them at festivals <laughs> back for the encore yeah exactly so we're going to switch this set off for now but um, we'll say bye for now and then we'll hopefully come back with a few more opinions soon so yeah cool bye for now So we're here on the bus recording the podcast. It's just fucking happening. It's just, it's, it's just it. I, no, no, I just freaked you all out. Really. I just did it. So we're on the bus to, uh, podcast. <laughs> Drunkcast. Drunkcast.com. Um, and yeah, so we just queued for two hours, didn't we? Bruce? An hour and a half. It was, it was all right. We had some beers. That was good. And we've been joined by Liam Craddock. And I'm going to introduce him, and he's going to introduce himself. Hello. Liam, an accomplished gamer. Uh, Very. <laughs> so, we've asked the same questions to Liam in terms of favourite game, favourite peripherals, favourite console sort of thing, just a general chit chat while we're on our way to Sam Dunk Festival. Liam had a lot of answers before and he's probably wasted them all <laughs> when we're all sober. But, right, okay, let's go. Favourite game. You had, you had a few things that you brought up and I was like, oh shit, I need to be involved in. I mean, you know, there's so many things that I'd. Left the sliding plane. scale. Yeah, and um, yeah, like, I'd be like Halo and shit, but you know. No, like, no, I didn't even think of Halo to be honest. But no. Gone, dude. Top five. We decided it was sliding. Current number one, God of War 2018. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in there as well. Two, maybe three. Resident Evil 2 original on PlayStation 1. Super Smash Brothers Nintendo 64. So, yeah, so Smash Brothers, that is in. So, is Ultimate Smash Brothers on, on the Switch not better? I have not played it yet. I've not yet purchased. I'm relying purely on nostalgia from the N64 version. Uh, yeah, cool. Uh, but yeah, just a complete for something that you thought would be coming across and be so simple and watered down for a fighting game to appeal to the. It's ridiculously good yeah, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm watering that down because I'm, I'm like that's the best game, like fighting game. That's just so much fun. So yeah, okay. yeah so much. Fuck your Street Fighter yeah. too, Rich. Yeah, wait, what? You sit back. You're in the back seat, so there. You, you, you sit back over there. Yeah, so a surprising <laughs> level of depth. Uh, good range of a roster stages brilliant mm. but more importantly it took advantage of the n64's immediate four player capabilities yeah. to have the best time mm. Fair so god of war 2018 like what why is that like you, you've mentioned you said all oh, that it's in your favorites but you've said that like almost like it is your favorite a few times now yeah, this yeah, morning I think- why well, during the course of this discussion, it has come out as the favourite. <laughs> what? You're not a politician, man. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah I'm like Rishi Sunak. Uh, <laughs> no, just when we were talking about earlier, and we said we've played games that when you've played them and then you've looked back on them and you're like, actually, that was a really good game, or you're looking at ones that you're fueled back by nostalgia. As we said, when we played God of War, that was the only one as we played where I was like, I'm actually playing one of the best games I've ever played yeah. at the moment. For example, we compared it to The Last of Us. Last of Us, whilst excellent, didn't appreciate until afterwards when I look back on the experience as a whole. But no, God no. of War from the ground up, it was a re 
reimagining of the existing franchise. Yeah. And just moment to moment gameplay, fantastic. Story, brilliant. But yeah, just on the gameplay, things you never got tired of combat, you never got tired of having the axe come back to your hands. It's a ridiculously simple mechanic. Yeah, because I spoke about last week how I said like God of War, that was the only game I played on God of War on PSP, and I know you're a massive advocate of them. And I feel like I need to go like visit the series completely. But like, as in, so like, I felt like when you said that, you said it with your heart that that was like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah. seriously, that is like, you, that is definitely firmly lodged. And almost you put like a lot of God of War games. If you were going to say my top fifty games, you probably put all of them in there, pretty much apart from God of War three or something you were saying before. Yeah, the three is the weakest. So God of War one, yes, it's a very good game, but then the mechanics of it. The hack and slash does get pretty tiresome afterwards. You kind of remember it for the the boss battles mm. and things like that. But no, God of War 2018 is just the one. It is just the one. It is just you never get. For me personally, I never get tired of playing it. I can just run around and hack things to bits, and it's as good now as it was when I first turned it on. Cool. So. What we're saying about favourite console, because you had a little bit to say about this before, because we haven't talked previously about favourite console, no, no. but like when we did our bit before with Eddie, but you, you kind of had a bit to say about what you think your favourite console and stuff is. For me, it's the Nintendo 64. Uh, Heathen. <laughs> well, no, it's not the most powerful, or it was never the most advanced software, but it really took advantage of what I wanted at the time. Is when you were go- it was at a time during my life where you'd go and you'd spend your weekend to be around at your friend's house, and you'd all go around and say, "Oh, what can we play?" And we had Golden Eye, and we had Perfect Dark. And it's just that you didn't need to buy any kind of. Uh, as long as a couple of you had the controllers, you just plugged in and away you went. And we've touched on Smash Brothers, but there's also Goldeneye, mm. which, in my opinion, was surpassed by Perfect Dark when yeah. that came out. And that the ability- that's on um, that's on Game Pass at the moment. I'm seriously thinking about playing it because, like, even though it's an Xbox, no, sorry, an initial N64 game, like, even though it's an old game, that's going to be like. I mean, everyone calls it perfect. Everyone calls it the perfect game, like, and everyone says it's awesome. So it is. It took the foundations that Goldeneye had uh, laid down. It had the same tight gunplay, had the multiplayer, but what it had as well, it introduced bots. And I remember that kind of added the level of unpredictability that now you get in your your Call of Duties and your Halos where you're playing against multiplayer and playing against other people the ability to put bots into the game just made it just increase the life of the game a little bit so yeah you put you two players three players however many people you want then you could populate the rest of the map and it made it feel like a really busy shooter and then obviously they'd learn about the different weapon types um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say like so at this point like, I don't not mean to freak Liam out when he sat beside me on the bus but like he kind of completes my game in life because like no, from a point of view like, as in, like I don't really have that many Nintendo gamers in my life but I know for a fact that you absolutely love the N64 like you love the Switch um, and you're playing the new Zelda aren't you so like as in, how are you finding that? The new Zelda was a real surprise, so obviously I bought a Switch and the first game I picked up was Breath of the Wild. I'd seen all the 10 out of 10 reviews. I am 
a massive Zelda uh, appreciationist. I Ocarina of Time does occupy a spot in that top five of uh, my personal gaming list, as we discussed earlier. Uh, so I was keen to pick up Breath of the Wild, which is a 10 out of a 10 game. So Tears of the Kingdom got introduced. They dropped a couple of trailers and gameplay videos for it, and for a long time I was like, this just looks like a Breath of the Wild reskin. They've just added some floating kingdoms and... Uh, things like that so I wasn't that hooked on it and then I saw again the reviews and they came out and said actually no this is really good they've improved uh, they've added a few mechanics so picked it up for myself the first game in years that I've pre-ordered and I actually sat excited waiting for the postman to deliver <laughs> and yeah I'm happy to report that you will put that in your Switch and find it is it's more of the same but they have somehow made Breath of the Wild better so if you, so if you call Breath of the Wild a 10 out of 10 game is this is it, is it so it's better then because you know is it like the perfect Zelda <laughs> they are both perfect Zeldas the the little annoyances with the Breath of the Wild it is the quality of life improvement so they've taken it They've obviously listened to the fan feedback from the other ones about like the inventory management, the cooking, and for me personally about the world, whilst in Breath of the Wild was open, vast, interesting. It wasn't as full as I thought it could have been. So on this one now, you go in, there's more going off, there are more people to interact with. Factored in with the quality of life improvements, such as the better inventory, the recipe cards for your cooking, that was always my biggest bugbear is trying to remember <laughs> what the hell you'd put into this pot when you'd made yeah. this super potion uh, such a Nintendo thing to have a like cooking situation going yeah. on that's how far my gaming life has come when I'm worried about cooking as opposed to like the new power cooking for your children yeah. no no I'm worried about cooking for my link yeah <laughs> what am I putting in this like what goes well with this zap fruit on but no uh, and then just the Emphasis on the improved power-ups and everything they've learned. For me, the Switch is all, well. The Nintendo's, I don't know. It's hard to tell because they, they are. When you look back on them, they are my favourite consoles. I am very much about the AAA, PS4, PS5. But there's something always good and reliable about Nintendo and their ability to churn out absolute top the, the game, quality. The game. games are ridiculous, aren't they? That is, and they're all, they always seem to have just top tier games whatever console they have whether it's a Wii Wii U even the Wii U that's maligned that's like good games on it and stuff well I missed out on the Wii U it kind of fell in between the Wii obviously yeah I think you missed out on it rightly because it's just the way that it was unsupported but so I've got a couple more questions for you just because we're getting close to the festival entrance now but um, favourite peripherals of a game um, and I guess sort of uh, I don't know I'm going to ask you your favourite Nintendo game because I feel like that you're the person I should ask about that. So, favourite game peripheral and favourite Nintendo game, go. So, the favourite peripheral was hard to answer because I'm more of the usual, you give me the controller and I don't want any other gimmick, I don't want VR, I don't want any other fancy controller, but I eventually settled on the light gun that brought the ability to play Time Crisis as it was played in the arcade at home 
uh, even better if you got the gun that could recoil. That's what I went for too as well. Yeah, yeah I thought it's just... much for everyone. Yeah. There's not many <laughs> peripherals that have. I think unless you're a P- PC gamer and you play the simulators and you get the full-on like tank controls or you get the full-on pilot controls, then it's hard to see how a, a console peripheral really improves yeah. a game for me. And so, go on then, favourite Nintendo game then, since you're the Nintendo game expert on this podcast? Uh, so that would be Ocarina of Time or Super Smash Brothers. And I suppose for different reasons, you've got Super Smash Brothers is the ultimate you come together a group of friends it's an accessible game with a little bit of depth to it and you're guaranteed to have a fun time Zelda does give you the uh, single player experience it's vast, it's good, it's perfectly paced, you can acquire all the different rewards and the different unlocks in the right order and they arrive at just the right time to keep the game fresh and interesting uh, and yeah, the story is brilliant Cool. And last question: Who are you looking forward to seeing playing the Slam Dunk today? We've already kind of missed the first few acts, which we thought we would because we just we're just really shit at getting on buses. But you know, like, is in we had a good time in the queue. So, who are you looking forward to seeing today? Who anticipated a two-hour bus queue? Uh, <laughs> well, coming into today, it would have been the offspring out and out favourites. But as we've had discussed earlier, we had the we've got the clash at the second to last bands between Bowling for Soup and Billy Talent. So, as part of my slam dunk revision, whilst I was listening to Billy Talent, they've become a sneaky dark horse favourite. So I think it's going to be between the Offspring and Billy Talent. I feel like, from what I heard from you, like over the last few months and stuff, like honestly, like you banged on about, like not in a bad way at all, but you've been like, you should listen to Billy Talent more, listen to Billy Talent more. So I reckon you're probably looking forward to the most. So I mean, I think you've probably convinced me, even though I'm a massive Bowling for Soup guy. I'm going to hang out with my friends and listen to Billy Talent. Uh, so, Rich Bailey, we're obviously nearly at the festival. Who are you guys looking forward to hearing? Uh, Kids in Glass Houses. I saw their last tour before when they stopped previously, about seven, eight years, maybe nine years ago. So, definitely Kids in Glass Houses again. And then Yellow Card Ocean Avenue album played in full, hopefully. So, yeah, definitely those two. Yeah, they said that last time. Fucking wasted, didn't they? Bullshit. I know, they were late. This is why they can make up for it now. Yeah, they were late last time. So, they're probably late this time. You know, probably should. Late Yellow Card would be on the uh, first written one in my shop. <laughs> Plug and Molly are on the bill, aren't they? I didn't imagine that, did I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're there. Yeah, they're there. Uh, yeah, definitely Plug and Molly. Um, the Offspring as well. Like I've seen them, well, this must be like third, fourth, fifth time of really? seeing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Like, still those. number one? Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. Still, still up there. Um, I've still got my T-shirt from the first time I saw them live. Uh, I'd also like to point out, it still fucking fits. <laughs> I don't believe that. Anyway, so this is the that's a sign up for this part of the pod, and we'll probably catch it with some more people soon. Cheers, bye bye. Okay, so we're here, Living Libya Loca podcast, live at Slander Festival, and I'm going to speak to Rich Wood and Fraser Metcalf. We're going to talk to us about their favourite games and favourite. Game peripherals. I'm shouting because I don't know whether or not this means that you can hear us. Maybe I'll hear us as I speak. Let's try it. So I'm gonna start here with Fraser. Tell me about your favourite game ever. Favourite game ever. So I'm sort of a racing game sort of person. So classically wise, Gran Turismo, Colin McRae Rally was sort of where it was was for me. Uh, moving into Forza's. 
Uh, what, do you, what, what do you think about um, so the difference between I guess like um, Colin McRae and stuff it feels like pretty sort of um, I guess very straightforward and there's not a lot of like world building when it falls there's a lot more world building like are you more into the, like having a massive open map or just straight racing just just straight racing really I've, just, I've always been you know from going as a kid going with my dad to racing so sort of my gaming took over sort of been into racing so and Rich so Rich is another Rich from Horseth who also loves PSP and PSV, which is great. And I want to hear a little bit more about, you know, favourite PSP, favourite PSV games, but also your general gaming love in general. So, uh, so I'm going to go with a throwback. I'm going to go to the Master System and go with Jurassic Park. What a hero getting out there. So why, why, why do you like that so much? I think just a standout memory. just remember playing it as a kid. Um, yeah, just really loved it. I thought, yeah, it was a fantastic game. I just kept going back to it. Cool. So, um, a little bit of handheld love then, so we don't normally PSP, PSV, people actually love the podcast, which is weird, but have you got a favourite, like, a, you know, a PS Vita or PSP game that you kind of think, oh, we don't play that on other consoles and stuff? Yeah, well, to be fair, I'd always go to FIFA on it, because I like playing FIFA, and I, I like to be able to take it around, football manager like that. Um, I liked, I think Vice City had Grand Theft Auto Vice City on it. Oh, the story stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I really enjoyed playing that. It's a bit different, isn't it? Yeah, 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 that's it, I think. It's just, just a different perspective on it, I think, and just been able to play it slightly differently. So we're listening to Gorgo Badello at the festival right now. So have you guys come to see anyone special today? Um, yeah, sort of from now on, really, is where we're at, sort of Gorgo Badello and Flogging Molly. Um, Bowling for Soup or Billy Talent and then Offspring so, yeah Bowling for Soup less than Jake Offspring yeah that's just what, what what made you what um, is there anything that made you get into this kind of music or anything at all or um, yeah I don't know really because I grew up with my mum and dad listening to 60s and Motown which is obviously very different to what's on currently um, and then I sort of got into indie, the indie scene. Um, I guess maybe a lot of it's come from when I met Rich at uni. Sort of listening to stuff that he listened to, which was this, and then grown to like this. So. Yeah, I think I've always liked it because it's just happy and fun. But um, listening to it with schoolmates, and we bumped into a couple of them today that I hadn't seen in years. So it's been. Uh, That's really cool, isn't it? I'm the same as well. It's like drumming people you've not seen in 10 years, but you go, oh. We know each other, we know each other over this thing, and you just like, you relax straight away. You're like, oh, we haven't seen each other in 15, 20 years, but actually, it's really cool. So. Yeah, it just drops back into like, you've not been over part. It's, uh... Well, thank you so much for talking to the podcast, guys. It's been awesome. It's all right. You're welcome. It's been great. Thank you. Hi. Hello. So we're back on the podcast again. Oh, right. why do you like Flogging Molly so Flog much? So right. you, you've insisted, you've insisted that you want to see Flogging Molly at this like festival a lot. This is Rich, by the way. Hello. Co-host of the podcast. This is Vaz. Hi. Co-host of the podcast. <laughs> Who knew? Anyway, so 
Why do you like flogging Molly so much? Right, so a couple of reasons. First of all, I saw him on Mike Bill back in the day. Yeah. Um, it's one of the only gigs I've ever gone to where someone has actively shoved me into a mosh pit while someone's been shredding on an accordion. You like that, though? Fond memories. Um, and then I, I distinctly remember turning around and seeing my friend Bill's grinning face as he shoved me, like full on shoved me into this pit. And then it's just bodies like screening me off from him. And then like Liam. <laughs> and then after a while, like at the end of the gig, it's one of the only ones I've ever gone to where everybody's been leaving and everybody's been yelling um, Sham 69 lyrics on the way out. Uh, so points there. Um, but it's just good fun. Um, also, I'm pretty sure they're on one of the FIFA soundtracks. That's really cool, though, isn't it? Uh, when a band makes it to a FIFA soundtrack, that's like the the thing, isn't it? The dream, almost in a way. Maybe not for the band, but in a way for us, where you kind of get like an alternative band. You go, oh well, we're in, like, as in we're in the mainstream now. Yeah, and I was chatting to Lee about like, oh yeah, should we go see Billy Talent? It's like, yeah, they're basically on the Burnout soundtracks, aren't they? It's like, yeah, yeah, those are the ones. Cool, let's go see Billy Talent later on. So yeah, it's, I, I think I think most of my day is geared around Liam, the soundtracks. Liam, tell us about Billy Talent because you you've started listening recently. I mean, so what's up with that? You won't tell me. You've told what's me up before. with that? So the biggest conflict I had during this whole planning for this whole festival was: do I go see Bowling for Sue? I've liked them all growing up. Why not? However, they clashed with Billy Talent, so I thought, I'll do my revision. I'll listen to the Billy Talent Essentials on Apple Music. Free plug. Uh, you need to make an informed decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why are you backing up from the mic? And as I listened to it, I was like, this is good. This is high energy. This is quality. I think that this might be the dark horse for the favourite of the festival. Sting, come in. So we're recording for the podcast. All right, Sting, okay. My friend from home, and very good friend from home. We haven't seen him for like ten years, probably. So yeah, it's been a while. We're, we're recording on the podcast, and you've come to Slam Dunk for the last three years. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Yeah. One, um, who are you most well looking forward to seeing? Uh, if you haven't already seen them, guys. And two. Um, your favourite game ever, which is not like you know, that's not a light question. I think I think my favourite game ever would be Sonic Two, only because. Dude, that's such a good fucking. That's great. Be- because when I was seven, I got a Sega Mega Drive, and just that was the earliest memory of ever video gaming. Such a good game, like incredible. And, and you can complete in one sitting, can't you? Yeah. I mean, if we're no cheats, yeah. no cheats either. <laughs> if we're any good at it. Up, so, down, left, right, ABC, like start, baby. <laughs> that is, that is, the, that is the cheat. That is the one. That is the one. So, who are you looking forward to seeing today? Um, yellow cards, yeah. purely for nostalgia purposes. Violin solo, you know. Yeah. Um, and I've already saw um, Holding Absence before, and I've got to see them in Glasgow in November. So, oh yeah. So Ben told fan. me about them. He said that you guys are a big fan. So, yeah, what's yeah. so good about them? Just the lead singer, his energy on stage. He does a lot of like high kicks and stuff. Yeah, awesome. Cool. So I've got a question about it. So you might have to think about it for a couple of seconds, but um, favorite game add-ons. So I'm talking like light guns, multi-taps, uh, dance mats, guitar Ooh, hero. Yeah. Like anything you, you buy to add on to a game. Is there anything you can think of right now in the moment that you think uh, that's the one that I go to and think I've had a really good time? Yeah. 
Well, we're obviously at a rock gig, so yeah, probably uh, Guitar Hero. Yeah, cool. Incredible. Yeah. I've still, I've still got it now. I've got, I bought a PS2 last year, and I've got the guitar again. And apparently, they're worth like an absolute fortune now. Yeah, they, 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 they are. I mean, I've, I've bought one, so they are. <laughs> so, um, talking about buying a PS2 again, what, what made you do that for retro gaming purposes? Just, just the authenticity of like actual having the media instead of doing it as like a, an emulator like having the physical like disc to put in I think it's just like an early memory of like putting the discs in the tray like something as simple as that uh, and um, so I'm putting you on the spot again because you're doing really well have you got a favourite PS2 game where you think that's the one that's like you know like it's in it's, it's hard because there's a lot of them there, like, I uh, mean it's the best selling console ever so I get it I mean I'm not trying to but just off the top of your head, you got somewhere where you go, that's the game I go to. I mean, Dorian, dude, if you say no, like, this podcast is all about no, so... Do you want to say a siphon filter for you? Yeah. Or... Oh, mate, you know it. You fucking know it. <laughs> siphon filter. Steve's saying siphon filter's a great game for a PS2 with such a PS2. It's such a good game. Give me that taser in the fucking so, snow. That taser is so wild. It's like, just done. I love it, and it was a PSP game was good though. Time yeah, as well. so I've got one. I've, yeah. I picked one up, but I've not played it yet. So it I'm looking forward to playing it. Yeah, I know your um, your podcast like all about like PSP and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's easy, it's, but it's just like that's the general in, but it's mostly about retro gaming. Have you, you spoke? Have you spoke about like um, obviously there was the ability to hack the PSP? Yeah, yeah. Have you yeah. spoke about that yet? I've kind of hacked mine a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've got I've got, I've got a primary weapon like on there. Yeah. I'm really excited about getting that in, so yeah. No. I remember playing Nintendo games on a PSP. Oh, really? So that was a I bit I've not weird. hacked it that far, so yeah. yeah. I've hacked it for um, PSP games. Oh, Nintendo boy, here he is, Liam <laughs> Pellick, here he is. It's been really good to talk to people who fucking love video games and yeah. love music as well. So. Also, what, another theme I was thinking of, just the nostalgia of buying a PlayStation magazine and getting the demo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've you talked a little bit about demo, demo discs. And I love bought, demo discs. I bought like, a demo disc recently and it had Ridge Racer 4 in it and stuff. And you forget how good games are because yeah. they're old, but you forget. You go, this game's fucking awesome. Like, it's just so like weird. Cooler World. Cooler World. Oh, dude, that's like, that's, that's a like, deep cut. That's, that's like the deepest cut. Like, demo disc like three. Yeah, it was literally. <laughs> I think I got Cooler World like demo disc when I got the. You could buy like four games in one. It was like Overboard, Mist. Overboard, yeah. And yeah. it was all like that. Like it was like purple, purple. It was a purple yeah. like box set of three or four games. And Cooler World was one of the demo discs you got around that time. Yeah. And that is like preeminent PlayStation 1 for me. Yeah. All of the time. Cooler World, Mist, Overboard. Oh, I would never bought that. Can I just go back on, you know, when you said about the add ons of yeah. like a console? No, you, you can go back whatever you want. <laughs> Do you know what? No one listens to this I'm podcast. It's fine. I want to think outside the box. A memory card. That's just a memory card. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So the fact weird. that you had to like save your game on a memory card, yeah. that's incredible. Fucking saving the game, like it's a, not an auto save. So weird, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I thought you had to sacrifice so many, like, oh, wait, do I keep this game or do I? Yeah. You know what I mean? You've got to worry oh, about the eight megabytes. megabytes. This needs reformatting. Yeah, but every yeah. game I have ever played and ever saved is on this. You can't be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very I mean, well. Uh, 
Dude, I'll get a beer. So it's beer time. So thank you so much for having us here. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna dob off again. It's another baron. Thank you very much. So it's twenty past five. We're sitting in the field. We're drunk. Flogging Molly are on. Flogging Molly are on, and they're really, really good. Oh yeah. Um. I'm, I mean, I've just expressed this to you, but I'm really happy to be with you. Like, <laughs> and the good, sun's come out. And having a good time. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows whether anyone wants to listen to this, but we we put this podcast out because we felt like we were always going to talk about these conversations anyway. And, so we may as well record them. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Why, why wouldn't we? So we are living in Livia Loca in a field, <laughs> drunk. <laughs> Talking about video games and, and punk rock and right now. Stuff. And yeah. And we'll catch you next time. I don't think we've <laughs> ever been happier, have we? There or thereabouts, isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And please listen to more if you want to. I mean, if you don't, fuck you. Yeah, or inflict them on people you don't like. Either way, we go. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. sorry, I forgot about that because yeah. I really like the idea where you can inflict it upon people you don't really like at all. I really like that. Waste your time <laughs> listening to this. So, before we sign off, have you changed your mind on your favourite game? Or favourite? Well, not even all, all time, just generally. Like a general top three game. I don't know if I have or haven't. No, I'm, I'm comfy. I'm comfy with my decision earlier on. Yeah. Yeah, how about I'm, you? I'm, I'm a real flitter. I think I, <laughs> I think I got, I think I like Firefighters and Nine, but I don't know. Oh well, I mean it's a strong choice, isn't it? So you know, whatever floats your boat, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So we will leave you with the notes of Gorgo Bonello. So no, no, guys. Molly. It's oh, Molly. I Molly. Gorgo Bonello was earlier. Yeah, I fucked it. Yeah, you did. But apart from that, I fucked it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Let's leave it there. <laughs>